Hi, hello and welcome. This is the Zonecast where we interview emerging Canadian professionals, entrepreneurs and academics. And uh, today we have with us on the show uh, Bobby Sagu. He is the CEO and founder of Enertix. Uh, hi, Bobby. How are you? Welcome to the show. Very well. I'm uh, doing great. How about yourself? I am very good and I'm excited to be here at your office to meet you and learn about your uh, new and emerging enterprise. So uh, let's start by talking about your background. So can you tell us about your professional and personal background? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm electrical engineer by training. Uh, so I was uh, born in India, but I moved to Canada for my graduate studies in University of Saskatchewan. I did my master's in electrical engineering, protection uh, and controls. And after that, I joined General Electric here in Toronto. And uh, I worked with GE for close to 20 years. And uh, last year, I started this venture called Enetix. Okay. So it's been uh, quite a journey. <laughs> yeah, so tell us about uh, Enertix and how the idea came about. Yes, so um, while with GE, we had a number of customers around the globe um, where they did not quite have any sort of monitoring system for their electrical assets. And as a result of that, um, you know, those assets would fail without any prior warning. And once an asset fails, you know, which is uh, driving a process in a particular industry, it could cause a fair amount of financial loss for the industrial customer or the owner of that industry. So from there, we came up with this idea that if we had some sort of a proactive monitoring system, which is monitoring these electrical assets all the time, and based on that monitoring, if we could provide some information back to the customer when things start to go wrong with this electrical infrastructure, perhaps they can take some proactive actions and do something about it so that those failures could be avoided. So we kind of talked about that idea, you know, bounced it off here and there. And finally, um, you know, we figured that it was viable solution that we can put together. And hence, we started a company called Enetex last year to pursue this opportunity. Mm -hmm. So you started the company last year. And um, did you need any external support to finance this uh, venture? That's right. So we originally started, um, you know, myself and my co-founders, uh, we started putting our own funds initially. But then towards late uh, last year, late 2018, uh, we were able to bring an investor on board, which provided um, the seed funding to take the development activity to the next level. Um, and yes, so we have an investor on board who's, uh, who's been helping uh, with the development activities. And is this a Canadian investor, foreign investor? A Canadian investor, actually, yes. So was it difficult for you to convince the investor of the value and potential that uh, your business has? So the beauty in this uh, idea and this opportunity that we're pursuing is that it doesn't really take a whole lot of convincing, both to the customers as well as to the investors. Mm -hmm. uh, so the need is sort of obvious. So, um, so no, I mean, it did not really take, um, you know, a lot of time in convincing the investor, you know, why they should invest in this venture. Um, you know, so we presented case studies and the market opportunities and the real customer opportunities who would benefit from this technology right to the bat. So investors saw the value right away and uh, they came on board. I mean, we started, um, you know, discussions with them 
uh, October timeframe last year and by uh, or before actually end of November, we had closed uh, the seed funding round. So like two months, within two months, you closed your seed funding. That's correct. Yeah. Wow. That's that's quite amazing. And are you able to disclose the amount raised and the equity that was given to the investor? Uh, I would rather not. (laughs) (laughs) I would rather not. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But it's it's quite amazing that two months is actually a fast fast time frame for getting uh, any investor in any stage, whether it's seed funding or Series A. It usually takes longer than that, especially the due diligence process can be quite intense and time consuming. That's correct. That's exactly right. So, you know, so again, I think uh, we were a bit lucky on that perspective that things move really fast. And now the good news also is that, um, you know, that particular investor is interested in investing more with us. Mm. So early next year, when we go commercial with our technology, so we'll be looking to do another round, you know, to be able to build inventory and, you know, um, build and strengthen the team globally. So this particular investor is interested in, in putting in more money and, and you know, and helping us uh, through the process. So was it difficult for you and the investor to agree on the valuation of the company, especially if, if especially around that time, I guess you were still in the early stage. So was that a bit of a challenge? Did you have to reduce your valuation? Yeah, so that's actually a good question. No, we did not have to reduce the valuation, but we did do homework beforehand. So before we got into the negotiations, you know, what I had done, put together information for similar type of companies globally that had raised the similar type of funds in the early stages, really at the idea stages. So I was able to present, you know, those case studies and and really uh, come to a conclusion as to what the right valuation should be and an investor agreed to that and we basically move forward. Wow, that's uh, that's quite amazing. Um, so tell us about your customer acquisition experience so far. Um, how, do you have any customers and what's been the response from the customers uh, when you talk to them and who's your uh, ideal target customer? Mm-hmm. That's great. So uh, in terms of the response that we're getting, like I mentioned earlier, um, it's a very positive response, uh, both here in Canada as well as in India. So these are the two countries which we have shortlisted for the initial launch. So matter of fact, I just got back from India and the purpose of that visit was to start customer pilot projects to prove this technology and to really show them the value, how you know uh, our technology can bring to their systems. So we started four pilots in India and here in Canada as well, close to home, we are looking to start at least three pilots before the year end. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so in terms of the acquisition or in terms of the convincing process, so the need is obvious. I think the customers see uh, the need right away. It doesn't really take a whole lot of convincing. Um, oftentimes the question that we get is that, okay, how quickly can you come and how quickly can you get our system online so that we can start to get visibility on our electrical assets? So, so really the challenge right now is, uh, you know, to get through this process of finishing the development and go to the commercial stage so that we can start to deploy. 
Mm. So it's really war against time, so to speak. Mm. <laughs> um, so yes, no, it, the process has been really good uh, in terms so of customer aspirations. I'm just trying to understand who exactly do you sell to? Like who's who's the target customer? What kind? Of, um, it's a it seems like a B two B product, obviously. That's correct. Um, so who do you sell to? Yeah. So our target uh, customer segments are uh, medium to large size industrial customers. So any anybody really using the power assets, um, you know, could be water waste water facilities, could be steel plants, it could be petrochemical refineries, it could be paper mills. So anywhere where people are using rotating machines, motors in this particular case, uh, would be our target customer. So in the initial stages, we are targeting medium-sized industries like, you know, food and uh, pulp or, you know, food and um, beverage industries, pulp and paper industries, wastewater and water plants. But from there, once we get through the initial stages, then we want to pursue the heavier industries like steel and petrochemical and mines and those type of industrial segments. Wow. That's, uh, it's, it's interesting. So you can, you can work with these facilities and and you can provide them your solutions so with these pilot projects like um, how did you find these people did you i'm guessing you have an electrical engineering background so you already knew these people or did somebody help you in finding these people like what's your sales process been like mm -hmm. no that's that's a wonderful question so so i think the answer is both so um, you know having spent close to 20 years with ge so I have a fairly strong network of connections globally, you know, and these people are end users as well as the, the value-added resellers or distributors for this type of technology. So that's been one of the uh, channels for us to go to market. But then uh, my partners or co-founders in this business also have connections globally as well who've been helping connecting with the right people, the right end users and the channel partners. So we are really leveraging, you know, all the avenues available uh, to be able to go out to the market. Um, another um, aspect as part of our go-to-market strategy is to work through industry associations. So, for example, we are just starting discussions with, um, uh, with the Canadian Auto Manufacturer Association to be able to demonstrate this technology at a couple of the pilot sites with them and then from there look at uh, broader deployment across all their members. So, so I guess the association will, will try to facilitate some kind of conversation between you and their members. That's correct. Uh, because they, they might, if they're convinced that there is value for their members in using your product or service, they, they, they are help, willing to help that, facilitate that communication. That's exactly right, yes. That's, that, that's a very good approach because they have a lot of members yep. and the association is there to benefit the industry. That's right. So if there is something that can add value, it's kind of, you know, your uh, job to help promote that service. That's exactly right. It, it really becomes a win-win for both parties. Yeah. Point. And the members can also see that the association is actually helping us adopt new ideas which can help us uh, right. or our business or process uh, and make improvements. That's right. That's exactly right. That's, that's amazing. Um, so with these pilot projects, I guess now your customers or potential customers are kind of implementing your service and seeing you know, how to make it work and what kind of gains they're getting. That's right. So these projects, are they paid or are they like kind of like in a, they're testing the idea 
at this point they're testing the idea but the deal uh, with most of these pilot projects is that once we get through the pilot phase then we want to convert them into the commercial um, phase okay so and they are receptive to that idea so um, so for example in a typical medium sized plant they would have multiple of the assets so say in a food and beverage uh, company a typical um, a company they might have 20 assets that they want to monitor so our plan to pilot is that we would install our technology for maybe 2 to 3 assets and we would run it for a few months and then from there once they are convinced of the value once they like what they see they are really getting the value out of it then we go into the deployment of the rest of the assets so and so the asset is referring to let's say a facility or a plant uh, actually a motor a motor a motor within a plant oh yes. okay a yes. motor within a plant is the asset that's okay. correct and how big or small are these motors that you're talking about yeah so they could go anywhere from you know couple of horsepower to 100 200 500 horsepower so we are um, starting a pilot in india that particular machine is actually 2.5 megawatt which is a humongous size machine when you look at physical size of the machine itself and um, and it's a gas facility so those folks um it's a chemical plant you know they produce gas and they ship these gas uh, units across you know all of asia so so our, our technology really can help them you know increasing the uptime and reduce the unexpected maintenance cost of the of those motors mm-hmm. so so in terms of the size again you know from very small motors to to the large machines used in these uh, heavy industries wow that's uh, pretty interesting so um I guess before you started this business you you were working for GE correct you mentioned and then I guess GE Canada that's right yeah so you had you had a decent position you were working for a big giant well known established corporation or brand and you um, you had a decent position I'm getting the, the, I'm guessing there was a decent compensation so what made you transition from this having this position to leaving it and then um and then starting enertics mhm that's an excellent question so you know like you mentioned so working with large organization you know you get a lot of facilities you get good compensation and all of that but i think i always had this sort of a entrepreneurial bug inside me <laughs> so so that um you know that bug asked me to look at you know something from the business perspective from the entrepreneurial ship perspective and see what i could do myself on my own and bring value to uh, to the customers or to the applications that are out there so you know so that's one aspect but then the other aspect is really how can i help the community and the local you know infrastructure around here because at the end of the day this is a milton based business and and you know we will be exporting product from milton to across the globe so there's a lot of good recognition for the town um for the partners around in this area which i think is a added value which i probably wouldn't have gotten if i kept working with a large mnc large organization so i think starting business on my own and and really bring in a unique solution um to the market you know helps me as well as help the the surrounding ecosystem uh to be able to successful mm-hmm. so i guess i guess you um resigned from your position at ge so you can focus on your time on this that's correct yeah so i left ge early part of last year that's right wow that's uh, 
it's kind of a risky move eh? when I mean like you could keep working on your business on the side but that kind of limits as to what you can do and and especially if you have to travel or if you have to meet people during your regular business hours it kind of makes it difficult but if you it's risky but at the same time it allows you to more focus your time all your time and attention and that's that's exactly right so for any um, venture especially in the earlier stages for that venture to be successful i believe that it needs that special focus and and you know kind of the focused approach uh, to be able to be successful at it because if you start to spread too thin start to do too many things then you know nothing would kind of come together in, in sort of the final fruitful way so so i figured that the best way was to just focus on this get it done and then move forward mm-hmm. so you recently you visited to india so which part of india did you go to and how was your trip oh the trip was great so i actually uh, covered a fair bit of um, uh, ground there so i started in bangalore uh, that's where our development team is and some of our strategic customers are from there we went to baroda which is uh, in state of gujarat uh, we started a pilot there and then from there we went to new delhi and some of the areas uh, around there in mohali uh, you know where we have our part of our development team as well and then finally we went to ludhiana that's where another one of our strategic customers is where we started another pilot so within i would say less than 10 days we we covered fair bit of ground there Wow, it was like a busy, intense trip. It was, it definitely was. <laughs> like you went to the north side, you went to the south side. That's right. And, and India's a huge, huge uh, country, but, you, but I guess you were able to get pilot customers. That's right. So it was a fruitful trip. It was a very productive trip. So um, we kind of completed the task that we had identified for this this, um, this trip. So, so that, was, uh, that was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then recently you were also uh, in paris for uh, a conference so can you tell us more about this particular conference what it is what is what it's about who's attending it and how you uh, were involved in that particular uh, conference yes so this is um, an iot conference iot innovation conference actually and it was uh, put on by this company called sierra wireless and uh, the idea there was that uh, the startup companies company companies like ourselves globally uh, would participate there and and contribute in the in the audience as to what new and innovative technologies we are bringing to the table so i presented to a panel of uh, ceos and uh, high ranking officials from various industries in this conference uh received very good feedback about our technology and how we kind of take it forward in deploying in different parts of the world um so yeah it was it was an amazing event um you know a lot of good networking opportunities both with the suppliers as well as with the customers um and really uh, seeing you know what others are doing in that part of the world uh and sharing ideas on you know what we are doing and what we may be doing going forward as part of our multi generation product plan as well Mm-hmm. So so it was uh, I thought it was a win 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 from all different aspects and uh, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So right now you are based in Milton. You live in Milton. You also work out of Milton. Do you think Milton is a 
is a great place to start a new business? It sure is. Um, I'm, I'm really enjoying, um, you know, starting business here. A lot of support, a lot of uh, networking opportunities for businesses like ourselves. So as you know, I'm based here at the Mavic Center, the Milton Education Village uh, Innovation Center. Um, you know, uh, the folks here are very supportive and a uh, lot of networking opportunities here at the center. And also Mavic is part of uh, Haltech uh, region uh, or the Halton technical, um, you know, technology region. So which provides us even more opportunities to network across all of the Halton region. Um, so, yeah, no, it's a it's an amazing opportunity for us to network and, and grow in this region. Mm hmm. It's, a, it's definitely interesting, like Milton in particular is a fast-growing municipality. A lot of the growth is uh, residential, but uh, we are also seeing some industry and business uh, space growing, mm -hmm. like the Milton Education Village Innovation Center is, is supporting new businesses in Milton, and then uh, Haltech, Halt which is an acceleration program based in uh, Burlington, they're also doing some great work in the Halton region to support the new businesses. Uh, so it's it's like Halton is definitely a place to be if you want to start a new business. That's correct. That's absolutely right. So to that note, actually, with uh, with uh, Milton Town of Milton's and Mavic Center support, Anetix was featured in McLean's magazine last last wow. month. So. So I mean that's a, that's an amazing opportunity for us to get uh, featured in a in a national uh, magazine, you know, at um, at this stage. So so we are uh, quite humbled and proud at the same time of that opportunity. No, absolutely. Any kind of PR for a new and upcoming business is definitely helpful, and it's great that you were able to get that kind of support from the Milton community. Um, so I guess you, one thing that you mentioned is you have your. Uh, some of your team is based in India. Correct. So um, are, are these people your employees or is they, are they part of an agency where you outsource some of your work? Uh, how does it work? Both, both. So we have, um, as part of the development process, we have some uh, one-time tasks, which we typically subcontract out to other companies or other vendors. But then at the same time, uh, there are tasks which are repetitive and which need to be part of, you know, a company's operations itself. So we have both, and here in Canada as well. So, so the key leadership, our CTO is based here in Canada, for example, um, you know, and so is our chief uh, commercial officer. Um, and next year, we'll be looking to add more resources on the sales team side as well. So uh, we are working um, with Mohawk College. That's another thing to mention as well. So we are validating our technology for the Canadian use, uh, working with Mohawk College. And the idea there is that uh, we want to work um, in building the pipeline of the students who might be full-time employees or part-time employees down the line. Uh, so, so yes, yeah, so we are um, kind of uh, you know building that pipeline or that infrastructure on both sides, both in India as well as here in Canada, to be able to uh, gear up for the growth in the coming years. Mm -hmm. So, when you're dealing with, let's say. Uh, an outsourcing agency or you have staff overseas is it challenging to be able to work with those uh, stakeholders whether it's employees or whether it's an agency that you're outsourcing your work to uh, do you feel any kind of challenges uh, time zone is obvious is an obvious uh, That's right. challenge but uh, 
what challenges do you face yeah no i mean it's uh, uh, you know like like anything new uh, there are always uh, challenges and opportunities in the beginning uh, but i think luckily we've been able to streamline most of these challenges like you mentioned you know to do with the time zone difference and and just you know the way uh, i think the things are done so so now um, you know we have come to a point where we have put the right processes in place so that we can track progress and we can manage you know the teams from remotely so uh, i would like to mention one of the processes for example for specifically for software development uh, we are leveraging a tool called zira so zira tool uh, basically allows um, ownership and responsibility of various tasks within a team and this team could be a remote team or a local team you know and and so we are able to track the progress using this tool which is very systematic and and very transparent so i think by leveraging these type of tools and um, um and and end of the day you know really strengthen the interpersonal relationships as well and i think visiting uh, the teams you know um you know helps from that perspective in strengthening that relationship so yeah so we really leveraging all these type of ideas to to continue um the development process and and then from there take it into the commercial uh, commercial phase mm-hmm. that's pretty amazing well bobby it has been very nice uh, speaking with you and learning about enertix and your and your enterprise so thank you so much for taking the time thank you very much alwan thank you for coming by you're welcome um so how can people learn about enertix Yeah so analytics um you know so i mean the google is a good starting point um uh, but we have our website um you know there's a linkedin page um you know so feel free to contact me directly uh we offer demonstration of our technology you know using online tools like skype etc as well and and dependent upon uh, the need or or the requirement so we can visit the customers as well to to do more in person demonstrations and uh and um discussing opportunities together perfect your website is analytics.ca that's correct perfect okay uh listeners i hope you enjoy this particular episode and learn uh, from bobby uh if you want to learn more about his business or get in touch with him uh you can visit his website analytics.ca and thank you so much for listening to zonecast and stay tuned for more episodes